0: Right on set. Rolling. Action. Hello. So, Caitlin had her time to shine last week with her own podcast segment, and this week is my turn to do it. So, welcome all to Let's Talk About It, the, the, the podcast episode in which we'll be speaking a little bit about topics that people love to hear about, or love to talk about but don't often do it all that much today with me it's my little sister you want to say hi hi so she doesn't really know what's going on and she doesn't really know um what the podcast episode is about but i think that's the good part of it and i'm hoping to have her over most episodes so she can listen to the weird stories that i have brought for you guys with no further ado let's begin for three months in 1888, fear and panic stalked the streets of London's East End. Although some believe the true number to have been 11, during these months, five women were murdered and horribly mutilated by a man who became known as... What kind of serial killers do you know? Do you know any serial killers?
1: Um, I like listening to, like, stories um, of, like, murder, but, like, Like, I know uh, this girl named Jennifer, she like, killed her parents, and then this, the Hello Kitty case, that was like, I don't remember their names, but I know like, several, I just don't know the names.
0: Alright, so maybe, and just maybe, you do know about this one that we'll be talking about today. So let me say that again. During these five months, during these months, five women were murdered and horribly mutilated by a man who became known as Jack the Ripper.
1: I think I've heard about it, but I'm not sure.
0: Whitechapel in the East End was like a festering sore in the face of Victorian London in the late 19th century. The overcrowded population lived in hobos, the streets stank and filth and refuse, and the only way to earn a living was by criminal means and for many women, prostitution. The only relief for this miserable life was a bottle of gin bought for a few pence. To give blessed oblivion the terror started on august friday 31st 1888 when the body of mary ann nichols age 42 was found in bucks row now called Dural street her face was bruised and her throat had been slashed twice and nearly severed uh. Her stomach had been hacked open and slashed several times she was subsequently acknowledged to be the first Of the Ripper's victims.
1: Um, that's kind of (laughs) creepy.
0: On September 8, 1888, the second victim was found. She was Annie Chapman, a 47 year old prostitute. Her body was found in a pathway behind 29 Hanbury Street. Her few possessions laid out next to her body. Her head was almost severed, and her stomach was torn open and pulled apart.
1: Wait, so he, like, targets prostitutes?
0: Exactly, yeah, you're getting it. Sections of skin from the stomach lay on her left shoulder, and on the right shoulder, a mass of intestines. Part of the vagina and bladder have been carved out and taken away.
1: What, like, why, like, why does he do that? Like, the, like, what's the purpose? Like, why, what joy does he get out of doing that?
0: Well, maybe listen more and... I guess you'll have to make those decisions yourself. On September 28th, a letter was received at the Central News Agency. The letter was signed, Jack the Ripper. 38 more murders. The name caught the public imagination when it first appeared in the newspaper and was used ever since. It, was, it is really possible that the name Jack the Ripper was inspired by another Londonese legend, Spring Hill Jack, but that is a story for our next episode. Whitechapel was now an uproar. Riots broke as hysterical crowds attacked anyone carrying a black bag, as a rumor had spread that the Ripper carried his knives in such a bag. September 30th, 1888 was a grim day. The Ripper carried out two murders within minutes of each other. Elizabeth Stride was the unfortunate woman also a prostitute, who was found first at 1 a.m. behind 40 Burner Street. When found, blood was still pouring from her throat, and it seemed that the Ripper had been disturbed at his grisly business.
1: And how... I mean, like... He mostly targets prostitutes and, like, women, and, like, why? Like, I wonder, like... What is something that made him take that decision to, like... Kill so only kill prostitutes women. yeah
0: so the thing with uh, Jack the Ripper as you've come to find out later is that we don't really know who he is or who he was
1: yeah I was also wondering like how old is he does is he like a college student or is he like a grown man
0: <laughs> there is a couple people that might have a reasoning but I will talk about it in a little bit longer at 1 45 a.m. the body of Catherine Eddowes 43 was found just a few minutes walk away in an alley between Mitre Square and Duke Street now known as St. James Passage. Her body had been ripped open and her throat slashed Both eyelids had been cut in part of her nose and right ear were cut off The uterus and left kidney were removed and entrails were thrown over the right shoulder
1: He I, I noticed he likes um like Taking apart parts of the mm-hmm. women's bod- body like the uterus and like the like kidneys and stuff. And that's
0: actually something that comes up later on with the suspects of who Jack the Ripper could have been. Like not anybody can do that. Like that's actually pretty hard. <sighs> a trail of blood led the police to a doorway nearby where a message had been chalked. It read The Jews are not the men to be blamed for nothing. For some inexplicable reason, the head of the Metropolitan Police, Sir Charles Warren, ordered it to be robbed out. So what could have been a valuable clue was destroyed.
1: S- so since, like, you uh, you said that, like, not many people can do that. And I was like, wait, so he could be, like, a doctor? Like, a Ooh, surgeon?
0: Oh, look at you. <laughs> you might just be going the right way. So, mind you, I was in London for a whole semester. Yeah. Roaming the streets that Jack the Ripper roamed one day.
1: Oh, wait, so like... And
0: I did go to Whitechapel. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the horror of the double murder gripped London. Rumors now began to circulate. The Ripper was a mad doctor, a Polish lunatic, a Russian extractorist, and even an insane midwife. Another letter was received by the Central News Agency in which the Ripper said he was sorry. He had not been able to send the ears to the police as he had promised. Catherine Eddow's left ear had been partially severed. On November 9, 1888, the Ripper struck again. Mary Jeanette Kelly was the youngest of the women murdered. She was just 25 and an attractive girl. She was found in her room at Miller's Court, which ran off Dorset Street, not Duval Street, Mind you, I want you to notice that she was murdered in her own bedroom. She is the only one of them all that was murdered inside her own house. The rest of them were on the streets. Mary, or what was left of her, was laying on the bed. The scene in the room was appalling. The rent collector who found her said, I shall be haunted by this for the rest of my life. Mary's throat had been cut out. Her nose and breast cut off and dumped on the table. Her entrails were dropped over a picture frame. The body had been skinned and gutted, and her heart was missing. Oh my god. The panic and public outcry caused by this murder led to the resignation of Sir Charles Warren, Chief of Police. Mary was the last of the Ripper's victims. His reign of terror had ended as suddenly as it began, and for a hundred years, various names have been suggested as the killer of these women. So who was Jack the Ripper? Numerous names have been suggested and now we shall discuss some of them. As you said before, it could be a doctor or it could be like someone a, young.
1: Like plastic surgeon or somebody like I like I was thinking because like not a lot of people can just like take a, like a mm-hmm. woman's heart out or like uterus and stuff.
0: Definitely. And with that we start with our first suspect. The first suspect we have is William Henry Burry. Burry was born on May 25, 1859 and died on April 24, 1889, just a few months after the Ripper's son stop. Burry, ha- Burry was hanged in Dundee, Scotland for the murder of his wife Ellen. First suspected in, 19- in 1889 due to the similarities between his wife's murder and the canonical five Ripper victims. Although Berry was arrested and executed in Dundee, Scotland, he had been residing in Bow near Whitechapel during the three-month murderous spree of Jack the Ripper. If you were to consider all 11 unsolved Whitechapel murders that took place between April 1888 and February 1891, Berry resided in Bow from October 1887 to January 1889, placing him in the area at the appropriate time it was reported that the graffiti at his Dundee flat that said Jack Ripper is at the back of this door and Jack Ripper is in the cellar was found leading some to believe that Ellen was murdered to prevent her from identifying Barry as Jack the Ripper.
1: So um why like like they never knew Who he was, like, he just, like, went, like, he started killing a bunch of people. And And then he stopped
0: three months after.
1: Like, he, like, showed, uh, he even, like, sent stuff to the police, and they just, like, never knew who he he was, and they just have to guess now?
0: Guess? Pretty much, yes. Like, like,
1: find people Mm -hmm. they think it is?
0: I mean, there is not much evidence for any of the suspects. There is a couple that I say for the end that, for me, are the most interesting. But as I read them, you realize that any of these people could be. Although Barry pleaded not guilty to his wife's murder, two days before his execution, Barry confessed to a reverend that he had killed his wife and that the urging of the reverend, he wrote a confession which he asked to be held back until after his execution. Barry confessed that he had strangled Ellen during a drunken row, they had attempted to dismember her body for disposal, but was too squeamish to continue. This tells us that he, did not, he was not capable of actually dismembering a body. Although his confession does not match expert testimony from the time, his confession just, said, just days before his death to a reverend that he asked to be held back until he was dead can be seen as a confession of his sins. He did not mention being Jack at any point during his confession.
1: I would like to know, like, did the police have any clues? Like, what were they? their main clues?
0: You'll see those a little bit later on in some of them. Because not all of them have direct um, correlation with the cases themselves. Okay. During the Jack the Ripper investigation, a detective was sent to interview Burry in Dundee. And although he was investigated, Burry was not considered to be a viable suspect. Our second possible suspect... Is Montag John Druid, born on August 15, 18, 1857, and died in early December 1888, at his 31 years, again, soon after the reaper suddenly stopped. Druid's body was found floating in the river Thames. I went to that river. I was on a boat on that river.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Although there is very little evidence to implicate Druid, he is considered by many to be number one suspect in the case. The son of a medical practitioner, Druid fitted the assumption of the detectives at the time that due to the gruesome disembowelment and removal of organs, Jack the Ripper would have had the skills of a physician or a butcher. The suspicion fell on Druid after the memorandum of McNaughton, who investigated the Ripper killings for Scotland Yard, became public. The memorandum read... A doctor of about 41 years of age and a fairly good family who disappeared at the time of the Miller's Court murder and whose body was found floating in the Thames on 31st December. Seven weeks after the said murder, the body was said to have been in the water for a month or more. From private information, I have little doubt but that his own family suspected this man of being the Whitechapel murdered. It was alleged that he was sexually insane. Although Magnon did incorrectly age Druid as forty one, given that he was only forty three at the time of his death, it was clear that Magnoton was implicating Druid due to the details of his suicide. His suicide and the timing of these is the main reason Druid is the suspect. There is little to no evidence of Druid being the ripper. Druid residing in Blackhead and had no connection to Whitechapel. His only connection to the Ripper case is the one made by McNaughton, given that he's a, like, son of a doctor. okay. So, uh, like, that
1: makes him a bit more of a... Yeah, like,
0: he could have the skills, perhaps. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: Next up on the chopping board is James Maybrick. Maybrick was born on October 24th, 1838, and died on May 11th, 1889. Once again, following the ritual of dying soon after the Ripper's disappearance. Maybe he's suspected to have died from arsenic poisoning. His wife, Florence, was arrested, convicted, and then released on re-examination of her case.
1: So, the Ripper, he, as you said, he, like, mostly targets uh, prostitutes. Is that because, like, he, like, sexually assaults? assaults them like before he kills them he was
0: actually not sexually assaulting any of these prostitutes he was just killing them yeah oh that's insane which is actually really surprising
1: i would i would have thought he'd done something like that because Mm -hmm. he like yeah like Like if you're targeting prostitutes yeah
0: it would make sense but no it was not happening maybe he was not considered a suspect at the time of the murder or even mentioned in the ripper case until more than a century after his death Not surprisingly, as he was a con merchant residing in Liverpool. In 1992, not that long ago, a diary surfaced taking credit for the slaying of the five Ripper victims, as well as two other murders. Although a name is not mentioned in this diary, it is widely accepted due to the references and hints throughout that this was Maybrick's diary. Then in 1993, a gentleman's pocket watch was discovered. This pocket watch had J. Maybrick scratched on the cover alongside the initials of all five Ripper victims and the words, I am Jack. The watch was made in 1847 or 1848 and testing was proved that the engraving outdates the vast majority of superficial surface scratches on the watch and although the engraving cannot be conclusively proven, it is considered to be a substanti- of substantial age. The diary and the watch are the only two connections to the Ripper murders. Although the watch has some credibility in regards to its authenticity, the diary evidence is surrounded by doubt. Firstly questioned was the discovery of the diary, as the story changed from it being given to him by a friend to being handed down in his wife's family. The diary itself is a genuine Victorian scrapbook, but 20 pages have been turned out. The handwriting style had been questioned due to its seeming more than 20th century than Victorian and the ink has been tested numerous times to no solid conclusion. Since the discovery of the diary and the pocket watch, it is thought that his wife, Florence, had discovered that her husband was Jack the Ripper and decided to put an end to his life to stop killings. However, this is a rumor and there is no evidence to support the theory.
1: It's incredible how he just left and left absolutely no evidence that could help them out more. Like, that's just insane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did it good. Like yeah, he, he did it good.
1: He was like, I'm going to do my job, and if I'm going to do, do it, I'm going to do it good.
0: <laughs> now, it is time for Mr. Walter Richard Sickert. Born in May 31st, 1860, and died on January 22nd, 1942, at his 81 years of age. This is the first suspect that went on to have a life beyond 1889. Sickert was a British painter who took inspiration from the Ripper case. He believed that he had lodged in a room once used by Jack the Ripper, as his landlady had suspected a previous lodger to be the infamous Jack. For 70 years, no one mentioned Sickert's name in connection with the case until an author, Stephen Knight, Claimed that the see- that claimed that Seeker had been an accomplice in the murders due to information gained from Seeker, uh, from illegitimate, illegitimate son Joseph Gorman. The real interest in Seekerd as the Ripper came in 2002 when crime novelist Patricia Cornwall stated that she believed Seeker was the Ripper. Cornwall has purchased 31 of Seeker's paintings in the search for DNA evidence and has claimed that, she was able to prove that mitochondrial DNA connected Sicker to the Ripper letter. The issue here is that, other than the claims of Cornwall and Knight, there is no evidence that suggests that Sickert was anything more than an artist inspired by the dark and sadist, sadistic Ripper case. And if he was the Ripper, being alive for so long after 1888, what would he have stopped? Or did he just change his modus operandi?
1: I think the one that convinced me the most by by not, by far, it's uh, the last one that got, like, poisoned or whatever mm-hmm. by his wife because of the, like, that diary stuff and, like, the watch.
0: See, you say that now, but we're on to the last three.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's where it gets spicy. All right. As we head to the last three suspects, we'll be talking about... As we head... <laughs> As we head to the last three suspects, we'll be talking about... We now encounter Francis Tumblety, born in 1833 and died on May 28, 1903, at his 69 or 70 years old, from natural causes in St. Louis, Missouri. Tumblety is actually the first of our suspects to be believed to be Jack the Ripper as the murders were happening. Tumblety was arrested on November 7, 1888 on unrelated charges and released on bail. Knowing that he was considered a suspect in the Ripper's murder, Tumblety fled back to the United States via France. There is a rumor that Scotland Yard tried to extradite him, but New York City police said there is no proof of his complicity in the Whitechapel murders, and the crime for which he is under bond in London is not extraditable. And he cannot be sent to a different country because his case does not accredit that.
1: And uh, like you said before, he was like, Put in, in jail or something? He was
0: put in jail for a different criminal case, uh, and that's why he was believed to be Jack the Ripper, because of his background. It doesn't seem clear why Tumblety was suspect at the time, apart from his previous criminal record and his misogyny. His appearance was not similar to the description of any of the white eyewitnesses' testimony, and there is no concrete evidence he even visited Whitechapel. It is claimed that Tumblety collected uteri, but his allegation was made by an unreliable witness who was a non-practical joker, and the allegation had only been made after the press Tumblety Tumbletea to the murders.
1: But I think that just because he, like, had a criminal record, like, it's not really good proof.
0: Definitely not. There's so many criminals out there.
1: Yeah, like, it, like that makes no sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the second-to-last suspect is Aaron kosminski born on September 11, 1865, at the age of 53, on March 24, 1919. Kosminski died of natural causes in Levensden Asylum. Kosminski was a Polish Jew hairdresser in Whitechapel, and, similarly to Tumblety, had been suspected since the initial, initial investigation, and he is mentioned in the Magnon Memoranda. He was also considered a suspect by the majority of the officers responsible for the Ripper case. By February 7th, 1891, he was certified as insane and taken to an asylum. Until 2007, there was no substantial evidence to suspect Kosminski due to the suspicions of senior officers. However, in 2007, a shawl, which is like a scarf, purchased at an auction will reignite the suspicion of Kominsky. The shawl is alleged to be that to be of that found laying on the ground near the body of one of the Ripper victims. It had been handed down by a senior officer's family, and then in 2007 it was sold at an auction to Russell Edwards, who saw an opportunity. The shawl still contained traces of blood and other genetic material. Edwards contacted Dr. Jerry from Liverpool John Moores University, who tested the shawl and formed a connection between distant descendants of Edos, one of the victims from the Ripper, and Kosminski. There was only suspicion prior to 2007. No evidence was found connecting Kuzminski to the Ripper case prior to this. On his admission to the asylum in 1891, he was not considered a danger to others, which brings into question whether Kozminski had the violent tendencies that Jack the Ripper showed through his brutal, brutal slayings. The 2007 evidence has also been open to criticism, which claims that the evidence isn't strong enough to declare that the case was closed. The new paper, published by Dr. Jerry, does not include key details on the specific genetic variants identified and compared between DNA samples. Now, this one is my favorite. This one is the one that I think <laughs> it's the one.
1: Okay, and also um, the,
0: the one that I'm about to read that is
1: wait so he stopped he killed a bunch of people he stopped after three months is that because he died he just didn't want to or, or do we just not that's want-
0: why I think the next one is the one just right. hear me out the last suspect we have today is Joseph Barnett born in 1858 and died on November 29 1926 at the age of 68 from natural causes Joseph Barnett has one of the strongest motives of all of the Ripper suspects. He lived with Mary Kelly, the last of the five Ripper victims. He was rumored to have been in love with Mary Kelly and was fed up with her prostituting herself to other men. He he believed he could support her and did so for a while until he lost his job in June 1888, the year of the murders. Mary Kelly then returned to prostitution. It is thought that Barnett had tried to scare Kelly away from this line of work through the Ripper murders, but did not succeed. Ten days before her death, Barnett and Kelly had an argument which resulted in Barnett moving out of the property. Mary Kelly was found brutally murdering her bed in a locked room. It was the most brutal of all the canonical five murders and was the only one that did not take place on the street. It was also the last which will explain why the killing ceased after her murder. His physical description and appearance also fit the number of the eyewitness reports. Although Barnett fits the FBI profile and the physical description, there is no evidence, just a strong motive for the murders, which is all speculation. But allow me to believe that in, this, in his case, it all comes together. It just makes sense.
1: I am 100% sure that is the one. Like, and also at the beginning, I was kind of questioning like, oh, so since he that's the only woman he killed not in the streets, like in that mm-hmm. in his in her like house. And that live they together. must like know each other somehow. Um so that that like it's really clear for me that 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 is the one.
0: <laughs> so just to put it in easier words, he liked her. She was prostituting herself. He tried to scare her by killing prostitutes. She did not get scared. He killed her. Then he stopped.
1: He, the, so his main um, point was all because of her. So he killed all those people just to, like, scare her from that industry just because he did not like it.
0: So can we both agree that we believe him to be the one?
1: Yeah, 100%. I'm really sure about that.
0: <laughs> now that we have all the information of the murderers and the suspects, who do you guys think is the murderer? Jack the Ripper. Do you have anything else to add?
1: Um, well, I I didn't. I never heard of this case before. It's really, like, interesting. And I think what makes it more interesting is that there's no right answer. You can make your exactly. own speculation about it because nobody knows. And I feel like nobody will ever know.
0: As sad as it is, I feel like we can all play spies and detectives in this case. Yeah. because we're probably not going to know what's right ever
1: that is that is creepy that just like blew my mind
0: <laughs> and with that we conclude today's episode of Let's Talk About It I hope to see you soon next week as well well two weeks from now as Kate will have her episode next week um, but I hope you all enjoyed it did you like it?
1: I loved it, I think it's really fun
0: <laughs> do you want to come back? Uh, sure. So, I'll see you guys next week. This was it for me today. Have a good night. And cut!